game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Afrogetti. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Post Game Pints podcast with myself, Mitch Gallo, and my VBF Sean Campbell. Sean, as you can see, we're brought to you by LaBras Brewery, and uh, we both have wonderful beers in front of us. Yeah, we went with the Wicked Nor'easter, one of my favorites at LaBras, and it's absolutely—I just keep going back to it. I just—I I keep going back to it. It's crazy. So uh, Wicked Nor'easter is the one that uh, I decided to go with today. Yep, same, uh, same here, and it just goes down so smooth. So don't forget to uh, check out La Brosse Brewery, and thanks, guys, once again for being such great partners uh, for the uh, podcast. We will have a guest uh, coming up in uh, just a few minutes, Pat Dussault, uh, TV writer, comedian, and uh, apparently pretty good athlete, Sean. He's going to be joining our senior league team, the Caribous. Uh, Who so said this? We'll talk about- I thought I was the general manager. I never approved this. Apparently not. And uh, he is uh, he is on the team. I guess it was uh, my role as assistant to general manager Camel that uh, got <laughs> the job done here. Uh, but before we get to Pat, just want to talk about some of the things going on uh, in, in sports right now. And man, oh man, are you able to keep up or are you only watching hockey? Oh, no, I'm trying to keep up with everything. Uh, I The baseball is kind of where I'm at. Like, just it's right at that point of the season. It seems pretty good that... You know, the, the two teams are the, – the top teams are separating from the bottom teams. Uh, I love watching my Angels. Uh, what? Abel Prujols is a Dodger now. Like, there's there's a lot going in NFL-wise. It's only the Aaron Rodgers story, right? Yeah, I guess uh, that's the uh, saga that continues in the NFL. At least uh, don't have to keep up with the NFL so much uh, right now. I'm with you on baseball. Um, I know nobody cares about my fantasy team. However – Nope. Baseball fans received a major blow uh, today, uh, the day we're recording this uh, podcast, Sean. Mike Trout out six to eight weeks. And as somebody who had the uh, number two pick in the draft and chose Mike Trout, uh, I am hurting today. And baseball fans are hurting. And you who likes watching the Angels, you're going to be hurting. I know you watch them for a different reason. And by the way, our guest, uh, Pat Dussault, Sean, is uh, as high on Otani as you. So I think... You know, I might have to step away and just let you guys have a, a conversation about Otani. But man, oh man, when you're missing the best player in the game and Mike Trout for six to eight weeks when he was off to such a fantastic start, one of his better starts in many, many years, uh, that that sucks for the game of baseball. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a big blow losing uh, a Mike Trout. And, at, you know, at least it's not six to eight months. I think that's the biggest thing that hasn't happened yet. Right, six to eight weeks, not six to eight months. 
as uh, he has some kind of a uh, muscle strain. And the other thing in uh, sports right now that is uh, so, so interesting is the NBA's play in tournament. I love this format and it's something we haven't debated. And I don't know how long they keep it for, uh, but just to explain it very simply, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 play in a tournament, but it is weighted towards seven and eight to make the playoffs. So seven and eight playing a game, eight and uh, nine and 10 playing a game. The winner of seven, eight makes the playoffs and the loser plays the winner of the other game to try to make the playoffs. And I'm looking forward to game number one uh, between Golden State and the LA Lakers to find out who makes the playoffs there. I just, I, th- I think it adds intrigue towards the end of the season. Uh, a bunch of games down the stretch have been uh, fun to watch. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what uh, what LeBron James and company have in store. Yeah, we kind of saw this with baseball expanding their playoff format just a little bit, and they have that extra wild card game that they added. And it's kind of like a little bit of a mix. And I wonder if the NHL might want to go down this route. I, I'm okay with it. I like the little intrigue. I think it keeps a lot more teams involved. But I could see you being there in seventh. You're like, man, I scratch and quads to seventh, and there's six really good teams ahead of me, and now I still have to win a game. Could you? You have to win a game and you're allowed, you know, if you're seven or eight, you're allowed to lose one, but you still have to win a game to get in the playoffs. It's that's a lot of pressure for a team that has worked really hard to get to the end. Uh, I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, I don't know if it's something they're going to keep. I don't know if they're going to keep it. And I know you say you don't mind it, but uh, you always tell me, Sean, if you don't like it, be better, be better. You say this, be, be better. Right. So if, uh, if the, the Warriors or the Lakers don't like it or the Spurs don't like it, whatever, be better. All right. I'm going to, uh, Mitch, let you introduce our next guest here on the Post Game uh, Pines podcast. I'm just going to step away for one second and I'll be back with you and your guest and All right. our guest. Post Game Pines podcast brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. And we welcome in our guest uh, right now. He is uh, a TV writer, a comedian. And I think you might know him best from the Sportsnet Go. And I think he's appeared on TSN in, in various uh, different uh, forms as well. I think uh, do we have him connected to his audio. We do. And there we his go. Name is, his name is uh, Pat Dussault. Pat, welcome to the Post Game Points podcast, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, guys, thank you for having me. How's it going? It's uh, good. Apparently, you're on my baseball team now. No one told me this. I run the show, I'm the general manager. Like, we have a baseball manager. No one told me this. I am so excited. I am going to be nothing but trouble. Um, That's amazing news. That delights me. This, the mere fact that I'm able to play in July and August is going to be the biggest mitzvah at all. Because I play on a league. I play in a league here. And it's my favorite thing in the world. And I usually have to go back for just for laughs. And then we usually piggyback that with, like, time off for my wife and my kids and go to the Laurentian. So I'm out usually July and August. Uh, and so I come back for the stretch drive and I'm just rusty as hell. So I'm psyched. I'm, I'm delighted that you're there. Uh, well, you, you play the fact that you play baseball. That's great. You're better than all of us now. It's, you know what though, man, it's like, to me, I, for me, baseball is sort of like, like what I imagine surfing is for surfers and definitely like bowling for like the people in Lebowski world. Like it's just, uh, it's a shorthand. And there's something about people, people that play for sure, but just like broadly, like I feel like baseball people eight times out of 10, I will get along with you. Like without knowing anything more, if I know that you're a baseball person. 
But then there's like the two out of 10 there. Yeah, well, Camel might be part of the two out of 10 because fundamentally, (laughs) he might be the worst player I've ever seen in my life. You love this, Pat. We had a Bill Lee play on our team uh, two summers ago. I'm very aware and was seething with jealousy. Continue. (laughs) Well, Bill was not impressed with uh, with some of Campbell's uh, on-field choices, shall I I say? I was two for two at the plate. No errors in right field. Like, just relax. I coach minor. I coach minor baseball. I teach the kids all my fundamentals. Like, nice. look, there's no problems here. I don't, you know. I always say basically Campbell looks like Hunter Pence. He does. Oh, that's a good call. And also, I will say this. As long as you win the parking lot, that's all that matters. That's that's the guiding principle <laughs> of men's Champion. baseball. Champion. Campbell's, yeah. the last, Campbell's the last one out. I hey, listen, guys. I wasn't joking the other day. I remember you both from my Hurley's days. You guys, you guys can hold them up with with the best of them. <laughs> cheers! So what's, what's uh? Yeah, cheers, cheers man. What's uh? What's your what's your story? Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Toronto. You're gonna be I, it's, it's like, what's going on? Montreal in my heart forever. Uh, but no, I live in Toronto. It just so happens that uh, we're spending we spend the summer in the Laurentians. A because I miss Quebec very much. And my parents uh, are up there. My in-laws have a have a country house there, so it's a, it's like a easy way to see everybody. My sister flies in. My sister lives in Sweden, and she flies in with her husband and their family. And my sister's in-law live in uh, Vancouver, Montreal. So it's just sort of a lovely time to all be together. And like I said, usually it piggybacks with JFL, so it's like I'm already home doing the festival, and so I can just go right out. All right. So for you said JFL. Uh, a lot of people are still like, who's Pat Dussault? And they're like, wait, I kind of recognize him. He's, a, <laughs> My he's, he's been on some of those Sportsnet commercials and he, he doesn't, you know, he looks a little bit more well-groomed than he is on this podcast, at least. This is my tree planter look, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've reached the tree planting stage of the pandemic and this is the yeah. best I can do. But in Just for Laughs, uh, back when there was that one time P.K. Subban came out and tore the house down and everyone's like, oh, my God, P.K. Subban has so much personality. He's so funny, blah, blah, blah. When you hear that, does that make you smile? Because you wrote every single one of his jokes. I did write. I, it does make me smile be- to have written the jokes. But I will say he does have, I mean, you guys would know as well as I, like, he does have that personality and that charm. Like, I'm, he, he's, I will say, I'm 41. He's my favorite hab of my lifetime i love him uh as a play a personality as a part of the bag as a player too like i just uh yeah he's working that is it's one of those things i feel like at home in montreal that is a thing that i will be attached to me uh for the rest of my adult life and i'm fine with that like i it was such a joyful fun thing and like what a fun confluence of two things that I love so much happening at the same time. And like the fact that it was right on the heels of the trade, like it, mm. no, it, I felt like I had the, uh, the, like the microphone that like every fan, every Canadians fan, mm-hmm. regardless of how you felt about the trade wanted in that time. Right. And so the fact that I was like a hardcore uh, pickist, if you will, um, you know, I was, I would, when we when we brought him into when we were negotiating and bringing him in to do the gala, he was very conservative about the haps, you know, and 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 was basically like, I'll do jokes about anything, but I got to keep it 
100 with management and, and not more, nothing more than that. And it wasn't even PK. It was like his people, but I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, and he was really cool. And then I remember we were scouting locations in the East end at uh, Rosemont Maisonet hospital. We were scouting locations to shoot one of the sketches uh, that we did in the gala. And I was listening to 690 and, and he got traded, which was like insane. And then I remember getting a text, you know, basically being like, you're off the leash. And it was great. And then it was like, hmm. my God, every, all of my fan anger channeled into hmm. a comedy yeah. show. That, uh, Mitch, I know that you, you broke the news on TSN 690 uh, when PK got traded. Uh, I was in my car. It was, it was, it's funny because uh, my, my story hearing that, I heard it live. I was listening while I was going to pick up my, my boys at daycare. And I'm, I'm driving along and I hear Mitch, you know, uh, just so you know, breaking news. PK Subban just got traded for Shea Weber. Mitch uh, Melnick goes, holy shit. Uh, and, and, that, and like, I remember it. And, and, I, and, and the instant that happened, and I know you don't text and drive. I get it. Uh, I texted my boss and I said, I guess I'm coming in at seven when Melnick is done because we do special programming and something like that. And he's like, yep. And that was within 20 seconds of that saying on the air, I already knew I was working at seven o'clock that night. Uh, it was what a crazy summer that was. And yeah. I, I, I could just imagine being a comedian and having him as a tool, what you were thinking. <laughs> just like, Oh baby. Yeah. Plus he's like actually good. Right. Like that's the thing about him is like, he knows how to deliver a joke and like if his approach to hockey is similar to like what he did with that, like I get why he's excellent. Cause it was just sort of like, he knew what the job was and he just kept practicing until he could nail it. And, and it was easy for him. Uh, yeah. In, in, in general, what, what's it like trying to get into somebody else's head and try to deliver a joke in somebody else's voice when you're writing for something like that? You know, for me, I will say I like it almost better. Uh, but it's also because like that, that was JFL was like my entry point in a show business. So, you know, writing those galas, it was my entry into all of this. So I, maybe I'm default think that way. I, what I like about it is like, if your writing is yourself, you're sort of limited a lot of times by your identity, right? But if I'm writing for like Wanda Sykes or Anthony Anderson, you know, there's a point of view there that I can't do as Pat Duso, you know, or Gary right. Fisher. So like, and that's also like a fun thing. Like if you think about, think about writing a Just for Last Gala is like, you know, there's only so many jokes about Montreal that you can write. Like there's, you know, about that we're corrupt and, you know, construction and et cetera. And, and so what's fun about going into a, another person's perspective is, is like writing jokes that are outside of, you know, like if, if you're Carrie Fisher, you know what I mean? Like it never occurred to me to write jokes about uh, the experiences of, of, of a middle-aged woman struggling with like mental health and addiction issues. But like you give yourself permission to write jokes or you have permission to write mm -hmm. jokes because it's in her voice. And ultimately like, you know, they're going to say yes or no on what we do, but to be able to write it from another perspective, I, I think it's very freeing. So who, who you mentioned some names there and I, yeah. PK Subban, have you worked with other athletes? Have you like other uh, comedians? Athletes. Like who, yeah. Athletes or is there, is it mostly yeah. comedians that you work with? Well, comedians tons. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing JFL since uh, mm -hmm. 20, 2013 was my first year doing galas. So yeah. I, so sorry for athletes to answer your question. 
There was PK, and the only other gala I did was I wrote I wrote gala for Chris Jericho for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which is sort of <laughs> yes. yeah, a Break very the fan. walls down. I love he was a cool guy. Yeah. I don't know shit about wrestling. Uh, oh. uh, the guy well, look, is, we're gonna have some beers in the parking lot after baseball talking wrestling. Then and you're gonna okay. You're gonna educate me. Good. Yes. <laughs> but he was dope, man. Like, like first of all, he's I guess he's I don't know if he's from there or his he has family there. He's from Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. the Irvines, I mean, I know Ted Irvine, the hockey player, like they're, yeah. they're royalty there. And he's like, he was like the mayor, you know, the, the, the two or three days that I hung out with him there, you know, and everybody just wants to say hi. And he's like salt of the earth Winnipeg guy who just looks like fucking Thor. Uh, <laughs> but he was a good sport too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, Another guy that, you know, if you're a wrestler, you're already in show business. So, you know, the theatrical wasn't hard for him and good instincts. And so that was good. And then the only other guys I worked with uh, athletes are uh, Pacioretty and Drouin did a cameo. I wrote the the in, in, intervention for Montreal for the 375 uh, gala at JFL that whatever, I think it was 2017. Uh, and they're nice boys you know they just each came in and did a joke like very like almost award show style i think they were introducing <laughs> caroline ray or something like that uh but nice you know didn't talk more than that but uh, it seemed fine so you want to uh you want to get into the uh, sportsnet go commercials yeah sportsnet now. About that yeah so i know you love the blue jays i know you're a big baseball fan you mentioned it it seems yeah. uh, following you on twitter you're 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 watching almost every blue jays game in fact, when I asked you to do the podcast, you're like, yeah, the only thing I have going on is I'm watching the Watch game. Watching Yeah. I, so what, I what, should say this. I'm yeah. a baseball hussy. Like, so yes, I, I, I live in Toronto and I think that as a Montrealer, in the absence of the Expos, I think what we've learned is you got to support the local team. Otherwise things happen. So uh, yeah, no, I do love the Jays. It's, uh, sorry, finish your question. I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> Uh, I like well, the I guess, Jays. I guess the, 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 I like the Jays. No, I guess the question is, yeah. uh, what's it like watching the Jays game and then seeing yourself every in those commercials, seconds? every spot set, every break? Hey, listen, man, like this is such a weird life. <laughs> um, it's it's surreal, you know. Uh, I started acting serendipitously. Like I came up doing improv. In Montreal right like I kind of only ever wanted my only real aspiration was to be a comedy writer uh, and I remember when I started doing it this is a an anecdote a tangential an anecdote to get back to you where with this I started out doing improv uh, but the reason I got into that was I want to be a comedy writer and in the summer of 2003 in Montreal I saw Seth Meyers walking up Park Avenue he was in town for JFL I think he just finished his like first or second year on SNL. And I was a huge SNL nerd, always have been. And I fucking ran through rush hour traffic on Park Avenue to get to the other side of the street and just badgered him with questions for like 20 minutes uh, about how to run on SNL. And he was a really cool guy, but he was the guy that said, you know, we really look for writer and perform writer performers. You know, do you know what improv is? And so I ended up moving to Toronto specifically to take class at Second City. And anyways, came back to Montreal and came up doing improv. Um, so I performed, but like never thought I'd start acting. And then I play baseball uh, or softball in the wintertime indoors. And I was playing with this team and we were having beers at his house afterwards. A Montreal guy. You might know him. Andrew McKay. Do you know? He's like a, he used to be a bar guy. Mm -hmm. so we're at, uh, I don't. No, he was. Uh, Andrew. I don't know. 
Badger Mackay. I, I, I probably drank somewhere at the same. <laughs> well, vicinity. I know him through I know him through Greg Lajeunesse, who I used to work with at Hurley's. Uh, so yeah. I know he's on the show. Anyways, that's who I play ball with. He's an actor. One day we're having like after party, you know, after game beers at his house. And he's, he's best friends with a casting director. And literally like, we're just having a smoke, talking shit. And mentioned that he did improv and just said, why don't you come in and audition for a commercial? So I like money. I have three children and I live in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went in and I auditioned and I just got lucky. And I booked a couple of things off the bat. One was like a, a frigid air commercial. And one was a, a Cadillac commercial in French because Toron- Torontonians think my French is like, perfect unaccented French and the second they heard it in Quebec they're like oh the fucking Anglos speak in French and they <laughs> redubbed me with like a proper French Canadian voice that's like eight octaves higher than anyone who looks like me <laughs> should have so, wh- so where hey, did you grow up in Montreal if you have that accent just quickly town of Mount Royal okay continue then yeah yeah you're right that's Anglophone area oh yeah 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 uh, <laughs> Like I'm fluently like je parle assez bien français mais c'est comme un français d'anglophone. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you sound like room. my son. My, you sound like my son, who's perfectly bilingual, but he has an English accent when he speaks French, and he has a French accent when he speaks English. That's the new accent, by the way. The Montreal <laughs> ethnic non-specific, like Laval. You know, uh, <laughs> like it's a little bit like this. Uh, it's not the uh, like Simon Salika sounds like that. And tell me, like I know it's 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 Greek, it's Italian, but it's like that. There, it's. They're speaking English is clearly their first language, but it's got like that inflection of uh, French to it. Yeah. Man, sorry. I got really tangential there. So all that to say, like, hey, I stumbled into the acting. It's so fucking weird to see it happen all the time. And it's weird because I just like went through this period where I got lucky and booked a bunch of commercials. And the other night I got pretty high and I was watching TV uh, and the Sportsnet ad came on. And uh, then it stopped. And then this uh, frigid air ad I was in came on. And then I had that like Twilight Zone. I was like, man, if you find this like a Twilight Zone and I'm like stuck in an alternate reality where it's only me on TV, the next <laughs> ad was nothing. And then the next ad after that was like a fucking Michelinas ad or some shit that I did. So like three of the four ads in the commercial block were uh, me and I was deeply high and it had a very like black mirror <laughs> kind of scenario, which is often how it feels when it pops up every five seconds on Sportsnet. It's weird. Yeah. I was like, because Gal was like, uh, you know, Pat Tussauds is going to be joining our baseball team. I'm like, the guy for that weirdo for the Sportsnet commercial. Sportsnet now guy? Yeah, I was like, that guy? Really? I- who's, uh, whose idea was, uh, was the, I guess, the synopsis or however you want to put it for those? It's all them. For the- it's yeah, them? You just, just you're, just play, you're just playing the part? Yeah. Like I, I do ad lib a lot in those. Like I have the, the guy, the creative director for Rogers is this great guy. He's a Montreal guy. His name's Hilding Nana Pergasm. And he's uh he's a dollar guy. And I know I just I auditioned for it. I think at the time it was supposed to be like sort of Ron Burgundy-ish. Okay. And I, see so, that. I see I see that. I see a mix of Ron Burgundy and John Hamm. Yeah. Oh I, like, yeah, I see that too, Mitch. It's the John um, Ham skip the dishes type the thing. Skip the dishes type thing, yeah. Thank God, by the way, for those ads because they're as ubiquitous as mine, except that it has John Ham, like the most handsome, <laughs> coolest man in the world. But it just, people can focus on the fact of, like, as it is, there's people like, man, I'm sick of the Sports Night Now commercials. But, like, were it not for sweet John Ham and those ads, like, I 
maybe would be crucified by this point. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I, I just, cause I want, I don't want to lose track here. I just, no. you know, because it all comes back to our baseball team. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious. Are you, I'm a, so a, are, are you a pitcher that could hit? Like Shohei Otani, or what's what's the deal? I wish I were. First of all, dude. So let me say this: back to baseball affiliations. <laughs> like, I love the Blue Jays. I also love Los Angeles Dodgers quite a lot. And they've always, like since I was eight years old, they won the World Pujols. Series. Oh, dude, yes. So it's so annoying because like I usually watch Dodger games at ten o'clock, but fuck, man, you can't watch anything that doesn't have Shohei Otani in it if it's on. Like a West Coast game, I can't watch the Dodgers if like Babe Ruth is on TV. And that's what he is, man. He's unbelievable. You can uh, you could ask Mitch. I uh, the moment that he came to North America about three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah, 2017, 2018. Yeah, right. and, like and Mitch knows. Like, I, and I, I watch. Like, I don't base Mitch's in baseball pools and all that stuff. I'm a I'm a casual observer. I love my sports, but I like my baseball. And I said, this this is the guy. This is my new favorite player all time. I'm like, I'm. They're like, why? Well, he pitches and he hits. Yeah, I hate, like, for me, the, my biggest pet peeve is these pitchers that get to the plate. They've played the game of baseball their entire life. A lot of them and are they, like shortstops until yeah. the minor. And then, and then they get up to the plate, and it's like they've never held a baseball bat in their life. Yes. I, and, and they don't even, it's like it's upside down. I'm like, when did you stop attempting to swing? You know you have to do this in a baseball game. I'm not asking you to hit 300. You're a pitcher. But yeah. look like you know what you're doing. It's and, and, and it's always been a pet peeve. And I've always had a soft spot for pitchers that can hit. And when I heard that Shohei Otani was a pitcher that could hit. And now they didn't, they didn't know. If the first few years, they didn't really know what they were doing. This year, oh, my God. It's, he's leading off. He's leading the league in home runs. His pitching is – he's healthy. This is, this is exactly what I want. And I just wish there was more players – like Shohei Otani. I don't know why there isn't. I think that their athletes are incredible people. Baseball players are incredible people. Most baseball players their whole life are the starting pitcher and the the guy in the four spot. Like shortstop and, then, and center field, man. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And now, you know, like I, I coach baseball. The best players are the ones that can pitch and hit. They both pitch and hit. There's no I don't have kids that could just pitch. I don't have kids that just hit. Yeah. It, uh, what happens? And that's why I love Shohei Otani. You he's need a generation he's different. You want to have a generation of Sean Stars. Sean yeah. Starr was a great ball player. He uh, was. He used to play in the league that we play in way back when. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, with this anniversary, I went and found my old emails. And I was like, hey, did you play the Cobras tonight? Because he was on another team. And he's like, no, I didn't. Because I was just a listener that used to be a fanboy to Sean Starr and send him emails. Before Twitter and all that stuff, it was just emails back and forth. And I'm like, oh, did you play him? How'd you do? Well, how'd you go? He's like, no, I'm. And then he'd always be like, I'm not playing tonight. I'm too tired. I got the morning show. I'm like, fuck you in radio. Because I was, you know, delivering pizza. <laughs> Fantastic. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, dude, man. Oh, no, sorry. Okay. I just wanted to say about Otani. Like, I just, it's, I love, and I feel that way too about Connor McDavid. Like, it's just, it's really fun to get to enjoy nice things while you have them. You know, I was, I was, I was talking to my friend about just the luck of, of I'm 41. And I... You've said that twice already. I have... I'm... Contra when you turn 41, you sign a personal services contract uh, that requires you to do it. It's it's a weird thing. And Pat, I'm older than you, so don't worry about it. Are you really? And he yeah, mentions it all the time. His age you look too. great. 
You look, I, uh, you know right. what, man? Yeah. But I was going to say is like, I'm too young for Pete Gretzky. Like I kind of feel like my like cognizant hockey fandom, be, like kind of overlapped with Gretzky to LA. But we, I, I grew up with like peak Mario. We're seeing peak McDavid. We had Pete Crosby, Novechkin and like. Beret. Beret. And like to have that in baseball, like the fact that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play on the same team is insane. And the fact that they're so bad is also ridiculous because you've got yeah. it's like having Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle at the same time on the same team. Yeah. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Sean Kevel, Mitch Gallo, and Pat Tussauds all on the same team. They're just dealing with these, these, these slobs that, that don't team, even know how to play. That's a team that'll win the parking lot. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Me and Shohei can pound them, man. Well, oh, my it's, God. It, you know, you're, you're right boring, though. though. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It is a shame that Mike Trout um, doesn't get to play in the playoffs. And now I was talking about this before you jumped on that uh, he's out for uh, for six to eight weeks with, uh, with that muscle strain. So oh, that just man. sucks uh, for them because I think their record uh, since 2019 without him in the lineup is like 15 and 30. It's so, insane, uh, right? Yeah, they're like six, six, they're like a 660 team with him and like a, like a 400 team or 350 team without him. So uh, b- before uh, – I know Campbell has a surprise coming up in, uh, in just a second, but before uh, that, uh, you're in Toronto. Yes. But you're from Montreal. Born and raised. And uh, we, we are a couple days away here at the time we're recording this podcast of yeah. Maple Leafs and Canadians, something that hasn't happened in our lifetimes. Uh, the, the dates, 1979, I grew up a Leafs fan. Yes. Uh, but uh, since covering the Canadians and – and and there's been a shift. I, I don't have that connection. I'm not. Well, I can't you guys are professionals, also, so it's different. Like I do understand that, like people in sports. Yeah, media. but I also I also liked both teams. And yeah. when I was when I was much younger, I know Camel finds you, a way. You, you can't like both teams. I you know, like unless you're my nine year old son who likes Montreal Canadiens and he likes the Leafs only because his name is Leaf. Like that doesn't count. Okay. I, you know so, what? I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I do give special dispensation because sometimes you're born into situations too that muddy the waters. I do have friends that grew up in sort of blended halves Leafs households. And I feel like you pick shit up from like, I get it. I, I would say that in a vacuum, Campbell, I'm with you. Like, pick a side, man. Uh, I'm all for shifting allegiances. I, you know, I loved the Yankees as a kid. And now, you know, I cheer for the Jays. Uh, so <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, t- to go to where... Did you ever like the Expos? Did you ever like the Expos? Expos are always my favorite. I just... Don okay. Manningly is my favorite athlete. Okay. Okay. So you were one time. of those that went Expos Blue Jays. One of those. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I understand I'm Expos now. for life. I'm just waiting until my yeah, team yeah. resurrects. You know what it is? I'm no, a widow. They're dead. You're not dead, but they're dead. <laughs> I'm a widow who is passing the time until my dead spouse is resurrected. You know, yeah, yeah. Then, we'll see. <laughs> That's perfect. They're dead. I have faith in those guys, by the way. I think I, yes. Anyways, but sorry, Habs Leafs. It is tough. Li- I love Toronto. I love living here very much. It is hard to live here when the Maple Leafs are good. It's, relentless um so and the fact that you know we all know what this matchup is you know i to me it feels a bit like playing with house money because i don't think any reasonable uh, person on paper expects us to win this i i do think that the playoffs are a different animal i think if we lose 
it was expected. I think there's a good chance that we, at least a viable chance that we could pull off an upset, which then is just doubly delicious. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah. I love the we's and the us's. I'm, I What's love that? the we's and the, the we's and the us's. I like you, yeah. you play for the Canadians. I know you're, I know you and PK are tight. So it's like, it's the we, yeah. it's us. It's something that Mitch and I catch on to all the time when someone it, says, you know, I hope we, I'm like, who's we? Like what? It's true. What part I will of you say, though, do you know another reason I do that though, is it, there's, I love living here, but I do find that I do things to like reinforce my Montreal, like, Lay out my Montreal bona fides, even when I'm here too. Like I, I do a lot of we and using in referencing Montreal. That like, it may even just be for myself as a reminder that like, I'll never be one of them. I love it here, but I won't be one of them. Are you, are your uh, kids just, Torontonians though? Very much so. <laughs> okay, my Mitch, son, quickly because we got to get the pop. Yeah, I have a Leafs fan yeah. son, which is you know, the uh, the only thing I was going to say, Campbell, is it's uh, it's uncanny. How uh, how Pat's description of being a Canadians fan in Ontario just goes hand in hand with every caller we get on our post game show on TSN six ninety when they are Ontario Montreal Canadian fans. So uh, yeah. tr- trust me, Pat. You may yeah. feel like you're alone sometimes, but you're no. not alone. You are not we've, alone. We've got Kilgers. Yeah. Do you know that place, guys? Kilgers. I've I've been uh, there. Yep. Yeah. The Habs Bar in Toronto. I've I've been to. A couple bars in Toronto, but I don't remember names. I There's just kinda... one that is like the Habs bar in Toronto. It's called Kilgers. It's it's great. It's the place. All right. for... uh, I just want to give a little shout out to Wolfpacks, wolfpacks.ca. Uh, Pat, do you, do you own a dog? I do own a dog. Okay, well, you should check out wolfpacks.ca. And then you get a little surprise every single month. You just subscribe and you get a present for your puppy every single month. Wolfpacks.ca. Uh, check it out. W O O F P A C K S dot C A. You get toys, treats. Uh, I mean, I don't own a dog, but I know that Mitch <laughs> Vader enjoy it, and I know that whatever your dog's name is, which is probably Lois. something I was going to say, probably named after Kevin Pillar or something. But nonetheless, you know, Flois. Flois. Okay. Woof, woof. I love Vader. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I got a little just before we go here. It's okay. very short. We like to finish our. Uh, Post Game Pints podcast here with a pop quiz. This okay. pop quiz, you, you can work with Mitch Gallo. You're my two baseball guys. Okay. It's a baseball pop quiz. All okay. right? I only need three names. Mm-hmm. There's only three names that I need. Okay. Since the year 2000 in okay. Major League Baseball. Can we go back in that far? Yeah, 20 years? You guys have been watching baseball for 20 years? Is that good, Mitch? Is that too sure, far? Yeah, my short term, yeah, my memory is not what it was. All right, because we were talking about Shohei Otani and he doesn't really okay. count as a he doesn't really count as a pitcher that hits home runs, right? Because he's got like 13 already this year. Mm-hmm. And he's a pitcher, but he, you know, he does the DHing and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there have been three pitchers mm-hmm. with five or more home runs in a season. Three pitchers since the year 2000 with five or more home runs in the season. Can you guys name those three pitchers? Is one of them Rick, Rick Ankeel? No. Oh, that's such a good guess since he converted to being yeah. an outfielder. No, he doesn't. When he's an outfielder, he's done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get where you're going. No, these guys were pure pitchers. They, you know, they 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 hit every five games. Oh, Rick Ankeel went to the outfield. Shit, you're right. He yeah. was started as a pitcher. That's right. I can give you the years. Is, one Mike, was two- Hampton, is Mike Hampton one of them? Bam! 2001. 
Mike Captain not... with the Rockies had seven home runs one year. Yeah, he played at Coors Field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he might be the greatest hitting pitcher of all time, though. Mike Hampton mm. can match, man. Uh, no, no one, no one goes to uh, Shohei Otani. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sir. Well, Shohei Otani is a demigod. I'm talking yeah. human division, mortal <laughs> okay. division. Uh, all right, two more. That I mean, was I the furthest. That, that one was 20 years ago. Okay, I feel like Mad Bum maybe has done. Yeah, 100 percent. He was going to be one of my five guesses. home runs in 2015. Yeah. Five home runs, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, a few in, in the playoffs too. One yeah. more pitcher. With One, five yeah, this, this is good. You, you're two for two. Mitch, you're doing nothing, uh, by the way, here. You're doing okay. nothing. I, I, I bombs for my pitcher. It, that, so it's probably a National League pitcher, right? You're going to hit five bombs. you got to get a lot of ABs. And it, is, it, it is five or more. I will say it is – I will give you some clues just because we're on a time frame here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in yeah, 2006. Got, uh, left. It was in 2006 National League pitcher. 2006 National League pitcher oh, hit six. Hit six. Uh, you, you know what? You, I'm going to really cheat. Can you give me the division that he plays in? Central. I think. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Then <laughs> my, my last guess was going to be Kershaw. I feel like he's a pretty good hitting pitcher, but Kershaw no. plays in the West. So. Yeah. I hate, God, and I said 2006. I, I, said, I said 2006. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm a, about to bail. I'm gonna maybe say I'm just gonna. He doesn't really hit. I was gonna guess CC because he's so no, big. It's a, how about this? He's a very emotional pitcher. He's he's got very high emotions. He, he's had blow ups before. Carlos Perez. Oh, that, you got the right first name. <laughs> Carlos Santana. Oh. Carlos Zambrano. Nope. Yeah, it's you. Oh, Zambrano. Yeah, of course it was Carlos Zambrano. Of course. Once you wow. said it, you knew it, eh? Once you said I, it, you knew no, it. You know, I didn't think he ever – did he really have that many home runs in here? six home runs, yeah. That's yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, anyways, Pat, cheers, man. Man, that was fun. Uh, what hey. a joy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm hey, down Pat. for a part two at some point. Yeah, oh, me please. too. Well, f- well, first of all, we'll hash it out in the parking lot uh, this summer. Uh, but yeah, yeah, guys, I would love for to. the th- for the three games I'm going to be able to make, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> See you guys in the parking lot. I, I get I get kids. Lot, I get fellas, thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very very well. Awesome. No, 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 no. Come on. BBF.